Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. Hello, folks, and welcome to this week's edition of the Tech London podcast. And as Jonathan just explained in the intro, we, we interview people doing techie things all around um, all around London. And this is from a gigantic Slack channel. So as Jonathan said, if you're not in the Slack channel, go to the techlondon.io website and join it. And here we go. So um, I don't know how to get from there to here, but I've, I've got Lawrence who is wandered into our office and said, I have this like travel thing. And and I was like, that sounds really interesting. What is it? And I've read loads about it. So I'm going to try and get like 20 minutes worth of reading into a 20 minute podcast. But if you correct me if I'm wrong here, Lawrence, but if you travel, this will save you a shitload of anxiety about where your COVID documents are, where your, you know, bits and pieces, bits and pieces. (laughs) So how, how, we're, we're, begin the begin the rage also for digital nomads that's the main reason we're here yeah but, um, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so so people who travel a lot a lot a lot like away from home six to eight months of the year or or longer have really unique problems and um as you were saying right now you know travel in the time of covid the amount of paperwork you have to have is completely insane and um, so I'll give you I'll give you the example of a, a customer of ours. And um, so he was about to take a cruise. Right. And the cruise was from Barcelona to Orlando, Florida, stopping in um, Malaga and stopping in the Bahamas. So there were all these elderly couples, you know, waiting to board. Right. And they each had like this fat folder full of paperwork and um, and they should have been really excited because this was like the cruise of a lifetime, right? And they 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 couldn't find the paperwork they needed because you know there's the passenger locator form, and then there's all the documentation they had to just get into Spain, and then there's the stuff that they had to have in order to get on the boat, and then there's you know all these tests, and um, you know they, and they they were turning upset and frustrated, right? Whereas this customer of ours. He uses this thing we have called the vault and the vault contains um, scans, PDFs, photographs, whatever of all of your documentation and for anything. And, um, and it also can tell you like when that document's going to expire. So for instance, people, a lot of people don't know this, but the, you, the, um, the, the document you get from the government that proves that you're vaccinated, that document itself is only good for 30 days. You know, and a lot of people think, oh, I have that document. Oh, no, it expired. Um, so, you know, so it, so basically um, our friend being our friend, such a lovely guy, he helped like 20 elderly couples get, get their paperwork sorted out. And so many of them were like deer in the headlights that, you know, one one woman just dropped her folder and her documentation went all over, went all over the floor. So, yes, so the vault is definitely um, right now, especially traveling during a pandemic, the vault is definitely something that, you know, makes your life incredibly easy because you just it's all on your phone. You just show it even QR codes, et cetera. Even, even before COVID, I, I would um, unless I was traveling with my my friend Janine or my wife, 
who just organize all these things because I, I don't know how to, I would have anxiety attacks. Oh, and, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Every, every, and the, the other thing months. about it though is of course the vault, um, you can ask us to access the vault online, but of course you can sync it to your phone if you want to do that um, in case you're, you know, out of range. And, um, but the other thing is like, for instance, one of the things that we always recommend people put in the vault is their passport. And they say, well, if I lose my passport, that's not going to get me in or out of a country, is it? I say, no, but ask anybody who works at a consulate. If you have a photograph of it, it makes getting your temporary passport so much faster. You know, so there's all kinds of things that, 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 um, that people use it for. And, um, you know, you can put your driving licenses in, you can put your visas in, you can, you know, whatever. Um, and we recommend it actually. Um, one of, one of, uh, one of our customers travels so much in the year, he keeps things like his, um, his car registration information so that if he's away from home and he doesn't get the reminder <laughs> that he needs to register his car, he's got it on his phone. Um, and then you want to talk about the tax thing, Bernie? I do. That, that's, that's what I was doing. I was trying to find a way in because I, I know a load of people who, I mean, we, we a load of people in our network are co-working people yep. and they're co-living people and a, a, a lucky subset of that. They just wander around from co-working space to co-working space and they work online and all that kind of digital nomad stuff. Yep. Yep. And just through all the events we've organized in like Brussels and Paris and things over the years, just anything to do with which countries have VAT and which don't. And then people, people come to an, they come to a country and they stay there because they're working on this event and they have to like go across like friends in Poland, go across to the Ukraine, have lunch, come back just to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Let me, let me give you a really good example. Um, so as you know, a lot of countries are discovering that they, that it's, it's valuable for their economy to create visas for, um, for digital nomads, right? So one of the countries that's really welcoming to digital nomads, um, is Croatia, which has got, you know, like stunning coastlines. It's absolutely gorgeous, right? And so you can get a digital nomad visa to work there for a year. However, the visa just says you're permitted to be there for a year. If you're in Croatia for more than 183 days, even one day over, you become legally a tax resident. Okay. Now, what that means is you could possibly end up owing tax on 100% of your income for that year to Croatia, as well as, if you're British, to the UK. So, the so you know and people get confused between visas and tax and and tax status and you know if you're going to set up to work someplace you have to understand both um so of course one of the things that our tax compliance service does is it um it just tracks how many days you've been on, in in any particular tax jurisdiction um and this gets really fun if you're in the United States because there's there 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 are tax residency rules for the United States as a whole Every almost all of fifty states have their own tax residency rules, so you could end up owing money to the U.S. as well as owing money to the state of New York. You know, if you were working in in Manhattan, so of course the tax compliant our tax compliance service um, tracks all that for you. You don't have to worry about it. So um, how does that how does that actually work? Do I just put put my because I, I was reading about this on the website, yeah. and, and this this. This is not the most exciting podcast you're ever going to listen to, folks. But this is this is really interesting yeah. in terms of like moving around because you know we're 
like people in our company, we meet up every two months yeah. for a retreat. Right. And some people stay a bit longer and stuff like this. So, so, uh, I am petrified of this kind of stuff. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one friend of mine who got hit with like a, a, a I want to say 90,000 tax bill because she just didn't realize that she couldn't work where she was and stuff like this. Another friend of ours, Hector, who quite a lot of you know, um, is based in New York, but he, he, cause he moved there with his wife. And he runs his own company, but he had to go and work in Canada because mm-hmm. if he was caught working in New York yes. on his online business, yes. he would be liable for all the stuff we're talking about. So, so I yeah. suppose so, the question I mean, would be like, yeah, go on, go on. Explain. So, so here's, I think you're, you were heading towards, how does this work? <laughs> I was, I was panicked. That's why I was rambling. Yeah, Technically it, it's, it's, it's really elegant. So let's say you enter, you enter a trip into, into Miyabazo. Miyabazo is the name of the product, by the way, you enter, you enter a trip into Miyabazo. Okay. Now that trip now triggers a whole lot of stuff. So as soon as you leave for that trip, all right, it starts tracking you for tax compliance. It starts tracking you for visa compliance you know, so you go to the tax thing and it tells you how many days you've been in which tax jurisdiction this year, tells you how many more days you have left on that. Okay. Um, if you go to visa compliance, it tells you, um, it tells you how many, how long you've been in a particular visa area. Okay. So Schengen is all one area. Now, before Brexit, as a Brit, you could go to any country in the Schengen area for as long as you like, right? Well, as long as you don't, as long as you don't uh, incur taxes, that's another, that's a, that's a totally different thing. So like if you were used to going to your second home in Finland for three months, right. And then on the way home, you know, flying to see friends in France or something like that, you can't do that anymore because 90 days now that you're, you we're not in the EU, 90 days is all you're allowed in the Schengen area in every, any 180 day period. So, and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people have already been, you know, just doing what they always do. And then suddenly they find they're denied entry or they're expelled or they're fined or all three, you know, because, because things have changed. So that's why, um, you know, keeping track of all this stuff, it just gets crazy when you travel all the time. And the whole point of Miyabazo is you don't, you don't have to do that. You know, you can just, you just, you put the trips in and the thing just starts chugging away for you. The, um, the, the, there's a whole load of stuff that has just come up with because of being, not being in Brexit, like yeah. that we've just, particularly people in, you know, my generation that have just always been in the European Union, wandered around with an E111 card and never had their passport stamped. And, yep. you know, it just, it is it, shocking. And, and it's only because people in our company are so red hot on, all these different jurisdiction laws that I even know about it. So if I did, you know, if I worked in a, on a crayon company, we'd never have these conversations. Yeah, no, no. And, and, you know, the thing that used to terrify me is I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, a dual U S UK citizen. Right. And of course, uh, because I worked for arm and we launched all our products in Silicon Valley, you know, I'd spend a lot of time in the States and of course, since I still have some family in the States, I would add on family time before or after. And I was always terrified by the tax thing, 
right? Because if I spent even one day more than 90 days in the United States in a year, I would have owed tax on 100% of my income, both to the US and to the UK, would have left me about 25% of it. So I wish I'd had this tool. Um, so yeah. well, the other thing is there's, there's um, the, so we know uh, a lot, just mainly because of our connection with co-working spaces is a lot of companies have just booted the commute, as we like to say, yes, and gone remote. And you hear all these, I mean, in the mainstream media here, like, you know, Facebook has ditched all his offices and Royal Bank of Scotland has downsized its pretty portfolio to a, a cupboard in Finsbury Square. Yeah. Um, so there's loads of people that are, they, they, they've kind of never had access to this, like, digital nomad lifestyle and, right. and they, they do they do unglamorous jobs that don't involve traveling around thailand with a whack uh, a laptop and uh you know making your money online yeah and they've just entered this new phase of travel or or working and i think have you had any people come on board who are in that like oh my god this is like I would have made so many mistakes if I hadn't had this. Oh, we're, we're, we are we are hearing this all over because, as you say, people are now working remotely. Even people with not glamorous jobs are working remotely. And so I wanted to write a blog about this. So I, I went online and I just typed in the word workation. And you would not believe the number of places around the world that are suddenly setting themselves up. You know, they were previously, they were just resort hotels, but now they're all set up for digital nomads. They're all set up for people (laughs) who say to their boss, listen, you know, I'm not coming into the office any, you know, anymore anyway. Why can't I work from Malaga? (laughs) You know, we hear this all the time is the people who never had to worry about tax or visa compliance because they didn't spend that much time away from home because they only had five weeks of holiday per year are suddenly wanting to work someplace other than their own four walls. Uh, It just, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, there's an explosion of it basically. Um, And, um, and from there, there are two parts of Miyabazo that, that are, that fulfill an employer's duty of care. Do you want to talk about this? Is this interesting? That is interesting. I mean, it's not interesting, but it is very relevant to what we're talking about okay. and the information I'd like people to receive. Okay. So, um, you know that an employer has a duty of care for people who, who, who work for them, who travel, right? And two of the things we offer, which one is travel tracking and the other is travel security. <sighs> and uh, the travel tracking thing is amazing because you, if you're the administrator of your Miyabazo account, you can see where anyone else, anyone in your company is at any given time. You have a single view of everybody. And, um, and you'll also know whether they are where they're supposed to be. So um, like a passive travel tracking is just, just, it's just by your itinerary, right? So all that tells you is where they're supposed to be, not where they actually are. Okay. So what our travel tracker does is before you get on the plane, um, you'll get a message, Bernie, that says, are you about to get on flights 367 from Heathrow to New York? And you say, yes, I am. And then uh, the system actually tracks your plane. So it'll, so we have real-time flight status data. So actually know when you're landing, uh, if you've been delayed, anything like that. 
And um, when you get there, um, you'll get another message saying, have you completed this segment? Yes, I have completed this segment. Um, things like that. And, um, and with the travel security, um, we give you, like, let's say you're going to a country for the first time, and it, we give you all the safety information that you need to know about staying safe in that area, but also, like, when the banking hours are or, you know, what are the driving laws, things like that. So, we, you know, we, that's all part of the travel security package. And then also we do a daily, um, a daily check-in, daily safety check-in. Um, so if you're the administrator, you'll get a message saying, Bernie has failed to check in. Bernie has failed to confirm. So, you, you know, then, you know, okay, now we need to track down Bernie. Um, and then you go to the travel tracking and it says, well, he checked into the, fl- he checked into the flight, but we didn't have confirmation. So you get a failure to confirm that you actually landed that kind of thing. And, um, you know, just in terms of, the bottom line is when it comes to duty of care, um, if somebody's traveling for you and they're injured or killed, you, your company is going to be liable. The question is, can you mitigate the liability by showing everything you did to keep that person safe? You know, so yep. that, that's, that's where, that's where this stuff comes in. So where does that, how does that apply? You may not know this because I'm putting yep. on the spot here. So, so, you know, in our company, we have people who are employed and there's people who are employed as freelancers. Yeah. And, and we'll kind of all go to the same destination and some are freelancers who are working with us and that's why we're at the team meeting and some are, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check thing. that Bernie, but I believe it doesn't matter if they're traveling for you, you have a duty of care. Yep. Yeah. And there's one last thing I wanted to point out um, before we go. Um, we're super mad, obsessive environmentalists, <laughs> me and Basso. And so one of the services that we promote the most is the climate impact one. So using the, using our climate impact service, you can, you can calculate really accurately the carbon footprint of your properties, your vehicles, and any mode of travel. Okay. So that you can, and, and the great thing about this, because a lot of companies now are having to prove, okay, that they're actually sustainable, that they are, you know, in other words, Companies won't buy from you if you're not if you're if you're if you're not mitigating your climate impact. Um, so your carbon footprint calculator, you can make it public. You know, um, you can make it public on our site or through an API. You can make it public on your own site, and it's not a snap, snapshot. It's the actual table that changes as day, data comes in. Um, and uh, and and the other thing you can do through Miabazo is you can also purchase climate offset. Um, you could do it a one-time purchase or you could, you know, do it monthly. Like if my carbon footprint goes over X tons of CO2 to automatically offset it, things like that. Um, and, or of course you could buy carbon offset from anybody else and just enter that into your calculator manually. Um, yeah, can you do that carbon? Cause this, this is the other thing that got my attention is cause when, when I, I'd sort of, you know, go to people, Oh yeah, you know we're going here, we're flying there, and there's several people, you know, in my network who are not radical. They're just saying we're we're not doing plane journeys anymore. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't that that was even before COVID. Yeah, and yeah. and I'd say, oh, do you want to come to this cool conference? And they'd be like, I can only fly one plane a year. And um, I was like, what do you mean? And 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 I'm a conscientious citizen. And, right. And I was, yeah. And I, and, and I was like. Oh, but how are you going to get there? Or they will only travel by train. And, wow. and it made me feel like, okay, so I should be, <laughs> you know, I, I should be doing something about this 
if it because if it's come up in conversation in those circles and and I'm and I'm still flying Concorde for yes. breakfast in Paris, so I need to <laughs> address my behavior. Well, so how, you know, there, there are ways to there are ways to cut your carbon footprint even if you have to fly. Because, for instance, if you're going to fly a Dreamliner, right, that is going to burn thirty percent less fuel than a seven thirty seven. Beautiful machines. Yeah. Oh, aren't they? Yes, we do love our travel, don't we, Bernie? <laughs> if you if you if you haven't been on a Dreamliner, so so to be so like first world here. Yeah. <laughs> the air conditioning on there, like when you get off, you don't have jet lag because the air is so well managed. Is so well re- filtered or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Okay. See, now I know something I didn't know. <laughs> it's it's like being able to get drunk and not have a hangover. It's it's, it's at that it's at that it's at that level. Yeah. Um, so, so any, any other little bits to, we you get back to say something else about the carbon footprint there? Cause that is yeah, very yeah. important. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that that's basically it. So right now you can, you can calculate, publish and offset your carbon footprint and coming in January. Well, the, um, we're launching the software for um, reducing your carbon footprint. So it will actually tell you things like this is the lowest carbon footprint way of getting from A to B. So you can put in a potential trip, okay, and it'll tell you that you know the least amount of CO two if you do it this way, right? And so you're actually one of our customers is actually thinking of implementing a carbon budget, which you'll also be able to do with the new software. So he's thinking of giving each of his um, departments a carbon budget for the year, and if they schedule travel, he say, well, okay, you could do that, but you know you've just used up fifty percent of your carbon budget for the year. Um, so it's a way, you know, it's a way of making the company more socially conscious about how, but, they, how they travel. That's great. Just before we jump, um, I want, can you just, can, cause this, this is, uh, built on the back of a load of other software you already had. Can you explain that thing? Cause if it's, it, it, it is a startup, oh. but it's not a startup startup, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so this, this business that we're in travel risk management, um, we have a sister company called Voyage Manager. Uh, Voyage Manager has been on the market for 11 years. Um, and, and, uh, so it's a very, very, very stable platform. Um, the only thing is though, Voyage Manager is set up for large organizations, large enterprises, right? Whereas Miyabazo is self-service. And so, and our target market is, um, individuals and SMEs. Um, so yeah, so the software is super, super stable. The only thing that's new about it, um, is the, is the user interface for the self-service platform. Um, and so that's kind of how, why we know as much as we know <laughs> about the industry. Yeah. I, I wanted to get that in there. So if you, where, where can people find you online and get involved? Okay. So it's miabazo.com. So M I A B A Z O.com. And where, where did that name come from? I've been wanting to ask that all the way along. <laughs> it means in it means my base in Esperanto. And Obviously. as we all know, Esperanto was that wonderful uh, created language that was supposed to be the international language. Um, um, and um, and uh, and Esperanto itself means one who hopes. So we've decided that we hope that we will make the planet a better place <laughs> with Mia Bazo. I'd completely forgotten about that language until you said it. I remember, I remember that coming up years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm now going to have to go and Wikipedia that to remind me of what's going on. But <laughs> listen, Lawrence, thank you very much for your time. It was a delight to meet you and we will, uh, 
I'm, I'm going to go and download this and get this going to uh, organize my brain. Um, thanks very much for listening today, folks. We will see you next week. Um, going into the new year, we'll be talking loads about smart cities and 5Gs, 5G as in the thing. Um, something that's come a lot in, in back channels and conversations here is like, you know, how come I can't get 5G on my phone? What will actually happen when I get 5G? How will that affect my business and, and everything like that? And I don't know any of those questions the answers to any of those questions so i'm going to go and find out and also smart cities is um something that's been around for years but as as you know you hear around covid has accelerated the future of work by 10 years or whatever it is this week and there's a lot of technology plugging into as as you know in london where we are you know the suburbs have come alive people are staying to work in their neighborhoods and not traveling to town so the whole configuration of how we move around and connect with our communities has changed and that is red hot for pretty much everyone in the technology community. So we're going to be investigating that. If you have something to say about that, please get in touch either in the Slack channel or just Google Bernie J. Mitchell and um, I'll hook up with you that way. Thanks again for your time, Lawrence. Everyone say goodbye. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Bernie. Take care. You've been listening to The Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at techlondon.io. Till next time.